Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. The show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. And today, Ashley and I are talking about men versus women. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> and not in the, you know, like Hunger Games context, like men versus women in a battle to the death right. um, or anything like that. But but literally the differences between men and women. Right, right. Particularly, particularly as it relates to our health and how to make sure that we are doing what we need to do, whether we're male or female, to be as healthy as we possibly can because there are definite differences when it comes to what our needs are for health-related reasons. You know, and listen, I think we, I think we would be remiss in not saying this as we open up that in the landscape of, you know, where we're at, um, just socially, politically, everything, um, we live in an era where everybody's trying to say that there are no differences between men and women. Right. Or if there, if, if there, if everybody's trying to say, you know, there's no differences, we're all exactly the same. We're all, you know, um, uh, you know, I guess there's a little bit of, uh, Ambiguity. Right. Ambiguity, gender ambiguity um, going on. I think that it's very important for somebody to stand up and say, listen, there are inherent differences in our genders. And if you can understand that and if you can really dive in and learn about it, then you can have advantage. There will be advantages in your life, in your health that are incredible. Right. But if we keep living this in this kind of uh, situation where we're always saying, you know, there's no differences, we're exactly the same. It's an exactly level playing field. um, Then we're never going to be able to really dig in and reap the benefits of the way God made us. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And this isn't a slap in the face to, you know, some of the social constructs we're seeing, you know, we, we believe that there are reasons for some of the things that are happening. And we've gone into that. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, go back to our podcast, Align Your Health, and listen to the show we did on hormones. Right. Listen to the show we did on toxicity. Uh, and we talked about maybe where some of these, um, you know, we use ambiguities are coming from. Um, and, and, and are there actual physiologic reasons uh, why we may start seeing people being confused about things like gender. And we talked about just from a very scientific standpoint, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about that genetically speaking, men and women are different, period. Right. Um, You either have an XX gene or XX genes or XY genes. Right. Listen, I think this is a great place to start, right? Like a little bit of the foundation of, you know, so... A male is your or a female is an XX gene, which is exactly what you just said. Yep. And then a male is an XY gene. Right. So the female has two chromosomes, one from each parent, and males only have one chromosome from mom and one Y chromosome from dad. So that's essentially like at the basis level that you can actually have. That's essentially the differences between men and women, right? But what 
what do what do all of those things? What are the long chain reaction of having XX versus having XY? And I think those are the things that we're really going to start digging into. Um, and you know, I think we talked about this um, earlier when we were planning this show. This this is probably going to end up being a couple part series here because there's a lot of information to really dig into. Yeah. So we're we're actually going to be doing an event coming up, and um, the the link for it has not gone live yet. But if you're you know listening and you're watching right now. Um, one of the best things you can do is always check out alignhealthcenter.com or check out drryanlive.com and click on um, our upcoming events because this event's going to be amazing. We're actually going to be teaching exactly how to um, supplement your life uh, with your fitness, with your nutrition, with literally supplementation, right. with certain things. Even in chiropractic care, what are some of the things that we have to worry about specifically for women that, or for men that we don't have to um, really apply to the opposite sex? And so we're going to be doing an event teaching people exactly how to manage their health as it relates. So we're not going to be giving all the answers you know, over the radio and giving all the answers over <laughs> Facebook Live, but we are going to be talking about some of the things that you do need to be concerned about and how to start looking into those and addressing those or what things you may want to start researching. Or if you come to our event, what you're going to want to take notes on and be um, really paying attention to. So, you know, I think this really fascinates me. So men, men and women, let's break this down for a minute. Men and women have different chromosomes. Right. Those different chromosomes dictate how our bodies react when it comes to developing our sex organs, developing our bodies, men have more muscle mass, that our, our um, hormones play a role in how our bodies then develop. Testosterone right. for men creates more muscle mass. Um, that right. uh, In women, there are reasons why women have a slightly different and higher body fat percentage because right. hormonally there's needs for that. Right. That as we um, grow older, we go through different maturations at different times. Yeah, yeah. And there's reasons for that. Yes. That... Um, our nutritional needs can vary based on the, our body types yep. and what we can get away with eating yep. can vary at different times. Right. Uh, those are all really important things that later on in life, diseases that we actually uh, run into having manifest, yeah. uh, when do they manifest? Men right. and women both, like the number one killer for both of them is heart disease, but it manifests at different times and in different ways. It's actually de more deadly for men at certain ages and more deadly for women at certain ages, later ages, right? Because of our hormonal structure, because of all this. So, one of the things that we were talking about on the ride over uh, to the studio today was just that when we start, oh, and again, and, and we don't want to make this a social issue, right? But when we start blurring the lines between men and women, right? Their differences, and we stop appreciating their differences. And we stop appreciating their individuality and their strengths. And we start creating this, you know, ambiguity and this blurring of lines. Right. And we start really, you know, creating. So we have like the, 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 the metrosexual male <laughs> yeah. who starts becoming more concerned about his, his, uh, you know, uh, attire and all this. And then we have the flip side of it, which is, you know, women, taken on leadership roles, which I think, I think those are, neither one of those are, are bad in of themselves. But what right. happens is we're seeing this general blurring of some of these lines right. and starting to see a crossing of those lines. Right. What happens as a result is 
we lose our appreciation of what makes men and women uniquely different. And therefore, when we go to have a conversation about health, what's interesting is we start seeing it become a struggle to speak to the differences in their needs as women and men. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because people, I mean, literally, um, you know, there is somebody out there that's probably thinking, you know, I don't have any health differences from a man. I mean, you know, <laughs> I would hate to even see somebody really try to get behind that, like as a cause that, you know, as a female, I don't have a, any health differences than a man or as a man, I don't have any health differences as a female. I don't think as a female, once, once you start listening to this, once we go through this data, um, as a female, you couldn't possibly want to be on the male end of the spectrum with the health issues because we, let me, let me give you a preview to the end here. Um, women come out on top, <laughs> literally like we come ahead, we come out ahead in all of these gender to gender, um, studies in longevity and health issues, we uniformly come ahead. There's, there's a few, you know, disease processes that we're going to address that we're going to look at that affect women more. But, um, but really like this is where we come out ahead. That's coming up. You're listening to align your health on 55 KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. I'm sitting here with my wife, and today we're talking about men and women and our differences when it comes to health. And I think this is probably one of the more critical radio shows we've ever done because I think this is just really hitting a point, which is we have to be taking care of ourselves differently. And this is why as as, as, as a male, a female, as husband, as wife, this is why um, we have to take a very individualized approach, but also why we're stronger together when we work yes. together and help support each other in our differences in our health. Right. Absolutely. Then we can have something that's really amazing. So uh, we were just talking about that research out of Johns Hopkins. Uh, do you want to go over that or you want me to, to go over that? No, go ahead. Take the lead here. I love so it. So here, here this was Bar- Barbara, I believe it's Barbara Midgen is, is how you pronounce her name, from John Hopkins School of Medicine, Baltimore, instructs us that over a thousand genes reside on the X chromosome and are therefore known as X, X-linked genes. And she continued where as only about a hundred genes reside on the male chromosome, the Y chromosome, which make females more susceptible to hormonal related diseases and males become more at risk for health conditions that are more related to um, deleterious uh, mutations where there's actually deleting of, you know, genetic structure. Right. Right. So that, that being said, one of the biggest things we have to acknowledge there is that hormonally women, you have to really take anything that applies to hormones very seriously. Yes. So if we look, what are the cancers that men very uh, typically uh, are at risk for? A, a huge one's colon cancer. Right. Nor, no significant hormonal link there. What are the big ones for women? Breast, Breast cancer, cancer, uterine cancer, right. ovarian cancer, right. right? Right. And so a huge difference between men and women there where all the cancers that women are most highly at risk for, they're all typically hormonal-based cancers. Hormonal-based so, cancers, right. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because um, we're also we were also reading this study and it was mapping the RNA sequencing found in thousands of genes that are expressed differently in the reproductive tracts and tissues in both of the sexes. And even though we have the same tissue, 
right? Like we all have tracks and we all have tissues and we all have, you know, um, these genes may not express themselves in the same way. And this provides us information on the human physiology and its relation to health and disease pathology. So we're learning a lot about like when you study this and this is why this is one of my main areas of study is genetics, right? And um, I study under um, a wonderful uh, geneticist, Dr. Dan Stickler in we one of the main reasons that that I gravitated toward this was because of issues with my own genes. But when you really study the genes, um, you get a great map to your health, to disease, to pathology, to everything that, you know, almost what, what do we call it? The building blocks of life. Right. But I would remiss I would be remiss in not saying this, that everything that while while you might look at genes and and I think that we've given um in the past I think we've given such a stronghold and so much power to saying like genetics this is genetics and so it can't be you know we can't we we can't have an effect on it we can't change it um there's nothing we can do about it because it's just my genes that we've handed away so much of our power in saying that that one of the things that that I one of my purposeful um one of my my missions is to be able to say to be able to explain um, how we can actually affect our genes, how we have effect on our genes through our lifestyle, through our diet, through the choices that we make. But one of the biggest ways that you can affect your genes, and most people do not understand it, is through chiropractic care. Yeah, so we did a show on our podcast. If you go back, um, you know, probably 15 episodes or so. Uh, if you don't haven't been there, go to Align Your Health on iTunes or go to drryanlive.com and you can go to the podcast under the menu there. But we did a show uh, specifically on that um, where we were talking about how chiropractic has an influence on the expression of DNA through an enzyme called serum thiol and then also through lengthening the telomeres, the telomeres of the DNA. So chiropractic definitely has an influence on making sure your DNA is healing and repairing well. Uh, one of the things that fascinates me, you just talked about, um, we would be remiss not to really look into the things that affect each one of us differently, men and, men and women. Yes. And so knowing that women are, are uh, more hormonally influenced, okay, I think that's going to be one common theme when we talk about men versus women. There's a thousand, there's 10 times more. 10 times more. 10 times more, more um, uh, you know, markers for diseases on X chromosomes than Y chromosomes. Right. And so that means that there's a lot more hormonally influenced diseases for women versus men. Uh, it's interesting that some of the things that we do lifestyle wise that men don't do that women do, at least yeah. at least up until this day and age, right. Right. Um, affect women in the exact arena where their health can be greatest compromise. So we all know that there's chemical exposures everywhere and we all know that chemicals can disrupt hormones. In fact, if you go back and listen to our hormone and toxicity shows, um, you'll you'll understand that most of the chemicals out there are actually estrogen mimicking hormones. Right. Therefore, they affect women really heavily. They also affect men, but they have a huge effect on women. Where are these things? Well, they're in aerosols and air fresheners and they're in cleaning products and they're in foods. But the major area where they are when it comes to women's health that I think is such a critical part because of the way that we just talked about women being wired differently than men hormonally is that women put on 515 chemicals every day that men don't really put on directly on their skin via makeup, via perfume, via, you know, cleaning, uh, uh, sorry, um, 
skincare products, skincare and, products, and cleansers, and soaps, and uh, fragrances, and all the stuff. Five hundred and fifteen. I, I haven't done the research on how many men put on, but I know it's a small amount of that. Right. We, we may put on 50 to 100. It would be a guess of mine. Right. But we know that women put on 515 through li- lipstick and makeup and all right. stuff. It depends on how metrosexual you are. There are right? some guys wearing <laughs> eyeliner and stuff now. No, right. I don't right. ha- I don't I don't have any friends doing it yet. But right. Uh, right. But but the reality is that women are doing this far, far more than more. men. Far more. And so here's the exact area where you have a huge influence over your health. We're wondering why women, you know, like why all the breast cancer, why all the stuff? Well, you're putting on 550 chemicals, a large majority of which, probably 80% or more, are hormone-disrupting chemicals. And then we're like uh, amazed when we find out that we have a diagnosis of cancer or that that the gene, the BRAC gene, right. um, that we're turning it on and not only turning it on, but turning it on and turning it up so that the expression of it um, is much higher and now you're more susceptible to cancer when you can actually turn that gene, epigenetics, you just talked about this, that everything that you're learning through studying with Dan Stickler is that you can turn down and turn off the expression of that gene right. j- almost just as easily right. Right. as you can turn it on. They used to call these more mutations, and now what are they calling them? They're not mutations, they're... Polymorphisms. Polymorphisms, meaning right. poly, meaning both directions. Both they can directions. morph. They can morph in a... Positive way. They can morph in a negative in a negative way, and 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 they that, that can oscillate multiple times in a day, almost. I and mean, so what 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 is what is the largest uh, influencer on turning a gene on or off? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Right. Right. It's the everything that happens on the gene. Um, it, it comes. It's something that happens from the outside, and the gene is reacting to something that's happening outside. So, so whether it's opening, whether it's closing, whether whether it's turning on or turning off the signals, it's it's all a reaction to to the feedback it's getting from the environment that it's in. Um, and so it's just just this constant feedback loop of what's happening, and I'm reacting to it. And it's a protective mechanism. It's a beautifully intricately amazingly designed god designed thing i mean it is so mind-blowing when you get into the nitty-gritty of it and it's really amazing but you guys like like the it's it's vice and virtue right it's our it's our greatest vices are also our greatest virtues at the same time Ooh, i love that and that's what genetics is it's vice and virtue all at the same time it is there to protect you but it will harm you It it will adapt it will adapt in a way that's less favorable Absolutely. But it's a survival mechanism. Absolutely. And disease process will eventually result out of it because of the adaptation that has to occur. Yes. Yep. Um, that's awesome. We're going to get into some of the male, uh, you know, the, the, the male specific things. Yes. And today's kind of our opener. We're going to do this at least one more week, if not go maybe two weeks in more into right. talking about this. So we're going to go into more of the male related health issues, more of the female related health issues. But today we're just opening this dialogue of that we're very different. Our health depends on it. We have an event coming up specific to this. So we'd love to have you guys there that if you give us a call, you can register for the event by calling us at 513-777-7575. That's the same number that you call to become a patient. Or you can go to alignhealthcenter.com, check out our events there. You can also go there to become a new patient. Or you can go to Dr. Ryan Live and we have our events listed there along with our podcast. So We're going to be going over the male side of this coming up on 55KRC, the talk station.
everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, and we're back talking about men's and women's health differences, Mars versus Venus. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a 90s term, right? Mars versus Venus. I like it. I remember when, when I remember hearing about it when I was young and when I was growing up. So, I mean, I love it. It's a best, it's a really great description for, you know, it, it immediately jogs your mind um, in the men versus women debate, right? Absolutely. You know, we were going through and just talking about women. And I think, you know, we could almost, you know, I mean, I, I think the you know the men and women alike kind of chuckle and we know that like women, we would know that women's issues tend to be based more on hormonal related <laughs> things, right? And we have to say, it. I mean, it's, listen, it's the data is here. The data is here. The data is here telling us and, that we're not. And, you know, the, right. all the men are like, they're, don't look at your wife right now. Um, now is not the time. Keep staring straight stare, Yeah, if you're driving, you guys are in the car, stare straight ahead. Now is not the chuckle. time. Yeah, no snickering, none of that. Right. But we had to talk about that. And then, you know, the thing is, like, we talked about, like, makeup, skincare stuff, all these things affecting hormones. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. I, I, you know, you can't wear makeup. No, We're not going back to the church days like no. <laughs> that you grew up in where women weren't allowed to we wear did. makeup. We did. We had a, there was a rule in the church that I grew up in for a while. And what's interesting is back then, I would say that the church that you and I both grew up in, I would right. say that uh, the vast majority of the people in that church in those days were much healthier than the vast majority of the people in similar congregations today. Right. Because I think that they were much more health focused back then. That's absolutely maybe aside the point, but even S- sidebar. <laughs> the the makeup thing, what's interesting right. is there are brands out there and we've discussed there this before. There are some wonderful, wonderful brands out there. There is some there are some wonderful hairlines, hair products that are coming out now. Um hair you know, hairspray used to be one of the hardest things on the planet to find. And we don't we don't um, we don't we don't get we're not sponsored by anything. No. But just put a few of them out there. No, but if you want to sponsor me, call me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. The guy who left Aveda started up the name of the company is intelligent nutrients oh my gosh i love it it's one of my very favorites um there's some amazing um vapor beauty crunchy uh there's a lot of different makeup brands out there that are wonderful um i haven't touched a perfume uh in probably 10 years we use uh, exclusively we use essential, essential oils, oils. Yeah, um, absolutely. because of dr jeff Steiba educating us on right. not not only are we avoiding the toxicity but we actually can use different oils for fragrances but we're getting Massive health, massive health benefits out of those oils mm-hmm. when we use them, specifically when we use multiple different ones on on a regular basis. On a regular, consistent basis is the key to essential oils. But that's that's um, listen. But but of those five hundred plus products that you're putting on yourself every single day. For God's sakes, clean it up, please. Like, like get get start with a third, move to a half, move to three quarters. Listen, makeup was the last was the last ground for me. What is like the like in Star Trek, the like last the frontier. last last frontier, the final frontier for me. So I mean, you know, I understand it's tricky, um, but you can get there and start little by little. So, so I wanted to just address that because I don't want to just sit here and talk like, hey, right. there's difference. Everyone knows, okay, there's differences, great, but. What are some things you can do? That's one thing. That's real simple. Right. We're not going to get into that in our um, class that we're doing, our event coming up. We're going to get more into the lifestyle side of things, the nutrition, the supplementation, the the things you need to be doing fitness-wise, different for men versus women, how we right. respond, when do you eat, how much do you eat, how frequently do you eat. Those things all come into play too. Um, but but we just wanted to give you a practical thing. EWG, right? Yes. That's a great website to go to if you're a, a, a lady and you're thinking, Man, I didn't realize that I'm putting 515 chemicals on my body every day that are literally 
compromising my health because I'm a hormonally sensitive human being because I have two X chromosomes. Right. Um, right. So it's important that, you know, use that website, ewg.org, and you can look up the healthier products. Now, I want to go into one real quickly. I was reading this. It's been found that, 20, uh, w- that women have 20% fewer dopaminergic neurons, meaning dopamine's involved in these neurons, right? And dopamine's involved in motor activity, okay? So men, we know men tend to have more muscle mass. Yep. But there's 20% fewer dopaminergic neurons that women have versus men. And so men are wired for more muscular function, okay? Because dopamine's involved in... So it's not surprising that men have approximately 20% more muscle mass on average, 20% minimum or more. Right. Now, what's also interesting is dopamine is the chemical that is... um, when we reward ourselves, like yes. when you check your iPhone yes, and you're like, oh, I, I want to see if somebody has uh, messaged me on Facebook or, or, or messaged me on, um, you know, messenger on your iPhone and you check it and you see that there's a new message. Dopamine is the chemical that's produced that rewards you right. and your body gets addicted to dopamine. That response, right? So that cycle, it's not, yep. not. Um, it, it's interesting to find out, and I think we all know this, that men are more susceptible to addiction. Yes. And why are we more susceptible to addiction? Because we have 20% more receptors for dopamine in our bodies. It's so interesting. Right? Right. Uh, dopamine is involved in the pathways of visual stimulation. Yeah. And so I don't think we're surprised to find out that men tend to be more visually stimulated than right. women right. now look it don't like don't get me wrong women like looking at zach efron <laughs> and baywatch no. yeah but you know what i will but, i will always i will go to my death making this argument that uh the people that argue that women want to see eye candy all the time just they they're just so off base <laughs> like it's just not i mean you guys don't get me wrong you right. like good looking people too sure but men sure. are definitely more visually stimulated and, and 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 biologically even more addicted, right, right? Right. And this is why you see men struggle with certain addictions that right. women don't struggle with. Men right. struggle more with addiction across the board, right? Um, even even in things that aren't visually, but even alcoholism, right? That that's more men than women. Right. Women suffer from it too. You have dopamine as well, but men twenty percent more. You ready for this one? Here's a, go L- ahead. Let me let me just speak to that really fast. And that's you're if if you're a man and you're listening to this and you know you're listening to a doctor tell you you have more dopamine receptors you're more susceptible to addiction you're more susceptible to to all to this this all long line of items right of things that can literally destroy your life if i'm a man i'm thinking i'm hedging my bets here like i am going to set myself up in situations where like i'm just not like i'm i'm like i i understand that that's a pitfall like genetically. And so I'm really going to be as proactive as humanly possible at putting myself in situations where I, I'm not susceptible to it. To? To, to any of it, to, to the, to, to the visual pathways, to the alcohol addiction, to, to all of the addictions, all of the addictions that, that we're saying here, give you that hit of dopamine. So well, let's get really real. Addictions. Let's get really real for one in just a second. So this is one that we, we have, and we've talked about just protect our marriage. Right. And it was something that when you first brought it up, I was like, she doesn't trust me. But it was, I work with a lot of cute girls. 
Right. Sure. Like I have young ladies in our practice. In fact, if you read our Google reviews, one of them is we got cute girls in the office. <laughs> And, that is on a Google and there's actually a review from a guy named Tom, and I loved it because he's like, I love the office, but they have really cute girls there. And even the girls in the office are like, oh, that's, he that's mentioned nice. us. Um, that's so but funny. But we, we talked about setting up to protect our just our marriage, not even our health, right. but our marital health was that we, we put guidelines around like, you know, like being there with multiple people, their safety in numbers, but like being right. in the office with one female that wasn't you, right. not, a, right. not a safe bet. Not a safe and so bet, we drew right. some lines around some of those things. And I, and I like what you're saying about about protecting yourself, protecting yourself, whether it's alcohol, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, let's be honest, pornography, whether it's any of these right. things, they whether all affect Facebook our health addiction. eventually in right. one way, shape or form. Exactly. How about this one? You ready? Male gonads. This is getting fun here. You ready? <laughs> so male gornad, gonads secrete a hormone, which is obviously testosterone, right? It affects the bio chemical processes in the brain and is expressed as aggression. Whoa. Not a surprise, right? Right. Whereas estrogen doesn't necessarily change women's moods, but it interacts differently in the area of the brain that controls moods and it increases serotonin. Huh. It modifies the production and effects of endorphins and protects nerves from damage, which explains why women may be more emotionally vulnerable during their menstrual cycle and why after menopause, when estrogen levels drop, women's mood sometimes improves, as does their sex drive. <laughs> so so the moral of that story is, is that women are like fine wine. And if you can just <laughs> wait, if you can just age long and enough. And men just want to run around punching things. And men just want to run, run around punching things. I want to talk awesome. a little bit more about that and how it actually relates to men's health and not just their um, social health <laughs> uh, coming up. So we're going to talk more about that. If you want to give us a call, 513-777-7575. Check us out at AlignHealthCenter.com. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Everybody, you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin, and I'm here with my wife, Ashley. We're... Wrapping up this segment today, talking about Mars and Venus, men and women, the not the birds and the bees, but we're talking about <laughs> men's and women's health. Whoa, that went a weird direction. We were talking about sex drives a second ago, so maybe that's we why I thought that. Right, right. That um, one of the reasons why women's sex drives will go up after yeah. menopause is because of estrogen levels dropping, and one of the reasons why men's drives actually will start to wane a little bit as we get older is because of decrease in testosterone because we stop doing all the stuff that we did in our boyish years where we were exercising and right. playing sports and doing the things that really drove testosterone. So that got me thinking when we were on the break about there was a time. So our aggression, men, the testosterone, the aggression. Um, I, we have two boys. Yes. We have a daughter too, but we have two boys. And I will tell you, the boys are way different. The boys are way different. They're more violent. They're more aggressive. They're more destructive. They're more, and not that they're bad. That's just, no. that's just their nature. They're right. boys. Yes. My daughter's like more playful and more like, yeah. you know, she, she's, you know, constantly twirling around and doing things. And the boys are like <laughs> throwing crap and hitting each other. Yes. And, right. you know, they're always beating each other with pillows or any, any anything they can find. Right. And that aggression used to have a more um, dramatic outlet. Right. When yeah. we were hunter-gatherer, we were, um, 
you know, like we were talking about either running from being food or yes. running towards killing food. If you were like, we were ki- we, like the reward was like, you would like, I think about King David right. killing a bear and then a lion yes. and then Goliath. Yes. And he actually like, <laughs> like men are walking around, like literally kids want to punch things and swing swords. And like, yeah. you don't even have to teach a yeah. kid how to use a toy gun like they pick it up and they start pointing at things and right. making or noises or a toy sword they're always like whacking at things and like hitting stuff and I spend most of my time as a mom like don't touch that put that down stop and that don't served, hurt your brother that, that served a purpose that you used right. to use that aggression and outlet like you had to go hunt for your family right you, you, you may run across a bear and have to kill it you might like there are things that you would have to do right. as a male that historically not to say there weren't you know Joan of Arcs right right but historically speaking that Women, it didn't re- life didn't require that as Listen, much. Listen, don't apologize to me. You don't have to apologize for saying that a man would go kill, you know, animals and hunt things and that, you know, some women might have, but not all of them did. And that's okay. And I'm not offended by it. Can like, you literally. imagine coming home as a male <laughs> and your wife being like, you got to tuck the little cave children in bed and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, I just killed this lion with a stick and a rock can i get a few minutes can i get so you're saying can i eat can i eat my meal (laughs) we've been arguing about the same thing since the beginning of time absolutely (laughs) absolutely oh lord like dropping the lion on the floor and you're like thanks but uh yeah make sure you put your dish away when you're done yeah (laughs) so no but there's there's definite differences Mm -hmm. and so what i was getting to say is that there there was a reward system in place for that, that now I don't think the reward is the same. I don't think no. that the, the male aggressive outlet is there like it used to be. Nope. And so I think that's why. Like, why why do we see incarceration rates significantly higher in men than women? Because, like, we got to the point where as a society, we, we don't even encourage outlets for those things, per se. Right, right. And and there are healthier outlets. Like, like I don't necessarily think that, you know, sporting is, uh, you know, a, a, a amazing use of our time, right. but but I think that men love watching boxing. I think men like even getting in the ring and like boxing themselves would be a better outlet than you know some of the the aggression that we see take place. So oh, the absolutely. reason I bring this up is to say that as a health related issue, men, men you have to acknowledge that you're wired for aggression. Right, you literally are. And you're wired for this reward system via the dopamine that we were talking about. We have 20% more dopamine receptors. Right. So, like, I know for for myself, like, I love a good argument as much as anybody. (laughs) And I actually feel, because my dopamine slightly rewarded when I feel like I win in an argument or something. Right. But it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me in the workplace. It doesn't serve me in my health. In fact... When I suppress it, when I when I have no outlet, when I don't work out, and this is what I'm getting to, is men, you need to be working out. Yes. Women need to be working out too, but men, we have to be working out. The dad bod's not in. No. Like that's 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 our that's our right. that's how, what we do to to right. you know make up for this not wanting to um, address the concerns that actually are there. Right. That we have to start using our physical cells because we were, we were created to do that. We were literally meant to be the, the uh, hunter, gatherer, fisher, you know, the, the one who is doing all these things. And so hunting, fishing, that's great. But physically, you know, we're not, we're not fishing anymore for our, our livelihood. We're fishing for pleasure and we're in expensive boats and doing these things. So like we've figured out ways of making these things leisurely, not 
have no physicality to them. So yeah. we have to be working out. And when we work out, what happens is, men, you're more at risk for heart disease. Why? Because carrying around all that angst with no outlet destroys your cardiovascular function. Absolutely. Carrying around all that angst without no outlet destroys your testosterone production over time. Um, burdens your stress levels. So what you have to do is we have to work out. We have to drive hormones. We have to use our muscle mass. We have to be doing things that are allowing for an outlet and usage and stimulation in a positive way of that testosterone pathway so that we can actually have health as a result of it. And it just comes down to understanding that you're wired differently and how do you actually exhaust and facilitate that? Yes. Boom. Amen. I love that was that. That was good. That was good. I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, uh, here, here's the interesting thing is that there's always a converse. Right. And so I think it's a beautiful um, way to motivate and way to understand, because I like if somebody says to me, hey, go work out, I'm like, OK. And they're going to they say it's going to be helpful for you. You're going to feel healthier. OK, I might do it once or twice. But that doesn't give me this doesn't anchor me to anything. It doesn't motivate me in the long run. It's it's not going to be something that I wake up at 445 in the morning thinking, you know what, I want to feel better today. And so I'm going to go do this because it's actually going to feel painful to get up and go work out sometimes. Right. And so to be anchored to something that's a deeply motivating, deeply intrinsic, physiological, spiritual, emotional. This is the way we were built. This is what we should be doing. It's such an amazing way um, to continue and to, and to be anchored and to continue those um, habits of working out. Man, I'm, I'm, I, we brought in all these notes today. I'm just going through them. There's so much. We're going to do multiple shows on this. I can promise you, sure? you right now. There's one more I want to hit before yeah. we finish up because I think this is what this, this is one of the things that it comes down to. You ready? So s- men and women's effects on metabolism of toxins, specifically as it relates to pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Okay. This comes from the National Institutes of Health. I have five different studies in front of me. I have a study out of Harvard, a study out of um, Consumer Reports. I have a a study out of, I mean, there's eight studies here in front of me. Ready? Right. Here's the takeaway from these studies. Men and women differ in the way we metabolize medications as well as our response to certain pharmaceuticals. Women tend to be more sensitive to pharmacodynamics and take greater amounts of medications because they feel the effects of the medication. Meaning I take a drug for a reason. I feel the desired effects of the drug. Therefore, the reward is, oh, I, I felt like this, like I, I, yep. I took a drug to not feel like that or yep. to, you know, have some change. And because I weigh less than a male, because I have yep. less body mass, I'm more sensitive to the pharmacodynamics of this and because of my metabolism via hormones. So I got a reward, which was I got to feel the way that I was trying to feel via the drug. Right. So women end up as a result of that on more drugs. Yep. Yep. more pharmaceuticals. We were sitting in a restaurant this week oh, and there was no. a table next to us of women talking yes. about pregnancy and fertility and infertility and drugs that they took, Zorfram for feeling sick when they were pregnant. Yeah. All this. And, and Ashley and I were literally like uh, getting sick over this because we're like, oh man, we know the effects that these drugs have during pregnancy on not just the woman, but also with the child yes. and the susceptibility of cancers and things like that. Yes. But I found yep. that crazy that women are more sensitive to drugs, but due to the anatomical differences, you know, that, that 
men end up on less drugs and therefore women end up getting overdosed on drugs significantly more than men. Yep. So I want you guys to take that away this week, knowing your differences. Right. Knowing that you have to really look into this with your health. Join us next week as we talk about this even more and go over more specifics. We're going to pull some more of this stuff out and then check out our event. Go to alignhealthcenter.com and get registered for the Mars versus Venus event. Thank you guys for joining us this week. You're listening to Ryan and Ashley Berlin on Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.